And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson, at Doc Manson. Will you be my Valentine? I thought you would never ask. Oh my goodness! You have just made my night. DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. You've made my night. You've made my week. You've certainly made my Friday. Oh my. Happy Valentine's Day to you. You too. To yours. To to mine, obviously. To to the besties at large. Um, and you're... I'm going to get you a promise ring. Oh. Um, on your pantheon of holidays, okay. where does Valentine's Day rank? Pretty low, I would say. Man, why didn't we do that? Uh, probably because I know what the answers would be. Halloween! Like, yeah, Halloween, then maybe Christmas, Thanksgiving, and then all the others at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess the question is, do you consider it cheating to rank personal holidays? Like, does your birthday count? Does your anniversary count? I think they certainly hold more meaning to me than... Exactly, exactly. Um, the See? 4th of July, or Arbor Day. Patrick's Day. I appreciate a tree. Uh-huh, but did you need a day for it? No. Yeah. There's a, there's a holiday today. Is it um, somebody's Lincoln's, birthday? It's Lincoln's birthday. Yeah. When you're when you're a teacher, you get President's Day off. So you really don't care when Lincoln and Washington are born. You care about that Monday. Isn't President's Day like also Washington's birthday or at least like the observed version of it yeah. or Yeah. 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 But again, you know, I'm there's... always very surprised when I start looking through the electronic time cards and I and I see a holiday in the middle of the week like I did this week. I was like, what? What, what are you even talking about? Do you have to do payroll for your uh, employees? Sort of. I don't really do payroll, but I do approve their time cards. So, sort of. Do you enjoy having that kind of power? Not really, no. Is that... No, we've been over that. I was going to say, is that what you really hoped <laughs> to be doing? But we know that's not the case. Hey, you know what I really hope to be doing? Performing for audiences. Hey, there you go. Um, I remember when we used to do DC and Doc Talk and we intentionally were on a wrestling network not doing a wrestling podcast. I would occasionally look up the days just to see what sort of random holidays were yeah. happening. We were that desperate for content. Um, today, well, it's not like we have anything else to talk to each other about. Today, so. which is Wednesday, we're, we're, we're pre-observing Valentine's Day. Today is International Day Against the Use of Child Soldiers. I think we can all get behind that. Well, I don't know. I mean, if the kid was a right jerk. Uh, and then there is also National Lost Penny Day. See a penny, pick it up. Then all day, you'll have good luck. But do you believe that, like, if it's tails, you shouldn't pick it up because that's bad luck? You should only pick up a penny. See a penny, heads. pick it up. Then all day, you'll have good luck. Nothing in that rhyme says it has to be heads up. So. Yes, but I am referring to oh, the body, the Stephen King book, and the four boys are out and they find four pennies all face down. And one of them likes, oh, it's a goocher. That's terrible luck. We should turn around. Oh, no, that's a bad sign. So 
It's the only reason I bring it up. But anyways, we, we, we don't need to be going through holidays. Do you have any major uh, holiday plans? Well, I thought maybe later we'd dress up like we were going to go to the theater. And uh, maybe we would, uh, you know, sort of mime in an assassination attempt. And one of us could fall from the box to the crowd below. Would you, in that situation, do you imagine yourself as Lincoln or Booth? I mean, let's face it, probably Booth, but I think I could have a lot of fun with the role of Lincoln. I'm just saying, I've got the facial hair already. Um, you don't want me jumping off of anything. <laughs> Fair. So, I uh, But yeah, no, no, no Valentine's Day plans to answer your actual question. No, we have to, you know, we have work, obviously. I, it, always, it always struck me that your uh, partner would not be much of a fan of that particular holiday, but I don't know if that's true. Just an assumption I make. Uh, the commercialization of it and the, like, she would much prefer I buy her cheaper flowers on any other day. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes, I think that just makes good financial that, sense. I think I will, you know, I'll probably cook a nice dinner that night. We're heading off to the great white North, uh, the following day. Cause we have a little bit of a long weekend. Um, but, yeah, I don't think we're going to do anything major. We'll spend time together. That will be... Okay. That'll be nice. Yes. That's, that's, that's really, at this point, that's all I want. So, uh, anything interesting going on in the life of Doc Manson? Anything you, you know... Not really. I haven't noticed you on Twitter as much or in the Bestie Chat as much. Well, that's because the Bestie Chat has not been very active. But it's because all of the most active participants are now in another chat doing... This auction draft of yours. Would you like to be a part of the all-time auction draft when we do one? I'm all set. Okay. You don't even know what an auction draft... Well, you might know what an auction draft is. I was able to put it together from the little pieces that I've seen in the chat. Um, and not just... Actually, I think I would be in favor of, of participating in a draft like that, but I, I gotta say, the two back-to-back drafts... We'll, we'll give you a break. I was sort of at my limit. We'll so give you a break. We'll give you if a break. I had like a year off. Yeah. Maybe, you know, this summer or so. We'll, we'll yeah. You. you know. Um, what's going on in the Find Your Happy, whatever the name of that chat is? That's a good question. I don't even know what the name of that chat is anymore. Um, well, Sanj Sapov in real life, he's doing well. Um,. And then somebody said something else about a thing, and I'm trying to remember what that was. Mrs. Manson was involved, I think, but what was it? Hmm. Well, I guess I'll just go to it and read it. Oh, yeah. And uh, Kev was uh, showing some pictures of his pooch, and uh, Danielle was showing some pictures of both Snow and also her cats. So people so were So how many that. pictures of Oscar were posted? Uh, one. There was one posted in response. <clears throat> I liked the one of him with the blanket on his head. That yeah, one was that might cute. be the same one that's posted in the chat. Yeah. I There are certain things to me that I don't, you know, pictures of pets have never been my thing, mainly because I don't have a pet. But that was a cute picture of Jedi, oh, well, Jedi and Oscar. These are not the droids you're looking for. I'm assuming no wrestling to speak of? None. I've been living in 1995, with the exception of some brief dips into New Japan. Uh, Every I once in watch... a while, I see a tweet about ECW, and I know yeah. all is right in the world. 
Uh, I will be watching TakeOver Portland, although I'll be doing it in the Great White North. That is this weekend. That is Sunday night. That's why oh, I'm okay. Here. Let me make sure of that. Cause Wait, my, I thought TakeOvers were on Saturdays. When they come before a WWE pay-per-view, they are. This one is on its own. Oh, okay. This is. I think this is how they're going to get away with one a month or one to two a month is they'll squeeze in one of these. Because the only pay-per-views happening in... February are this and the Saudi show. Last year, was there a takeover the night before WrestleMania? Yes. It might have been two nights before WrestleMania because of the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I can't but remember there exactly was definitely how they one split that it. weekend. And I'm assuming there will be one. I think I know do... I know you've long been a proponent of WrestleMania splitting up into two nights. I mean, that's the precedent is there. If NXT is now really its own brand. Sure. I mean, at what point do you start calling NXT TakeOver that weekend next to Mania or, yeah. or whatever? Yeah, NXT TakeOver colon WrestleMania. Well, and here's the thing. We'll get to the TakeOver card. Rhea Ripley is going to be at WrestleMania proper, I believe, wrestling Charlotte Flair. So you already have an NXT talent on a WWE show. Why not bring a WWE talent to an NXT show? You presume that, that Charlotte won't be wrestling on that TakeOver? I suppose I do. I suppose I do presume that. You know, what's to stop Kevin Owens, who I don't think is going to have a major role in the WWE's WrestleMania, going and challenging Adam Cole or Tommaso Ciampa or Finn Balor. At WWE's other WrestleMania. Yes, at NXT TakeOver WrestleMania. I like Nextamania better. I so do I. But they never really call it, like, they never use the obvious. No, they don't. All right, let me run down the card for you. Hopefully you still have my password so you can check this out. Uh, Rhea Ripley will defend her title against Bianca Belair. Okay, that'll be a fun match, I hope. Finn Balor will take on Johnny Gargano. Okay, yep. In the Battle of the Doppelgangers. Got it. Uh, the winners of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, the Broserweights, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne, will take on... Uh, the Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Okay, that'll be a match uh, that Dakota a lot of people Ka- will enjoy more than me. Dakota Kai will take on Tegan Knox in a street fight. They've been building up for that fight for a while, it seems like. Yep. Is uh, that been a good build-up? The turn was watched. great. They I saw the a, turn. I saw the they turn They had a the match cages, on right? NXT. If, yes. They had a match on NXT a few weeks ago, which was good. Um, they missed something in that both of them were in the Women's Royal Rumble and never interacted. Yeah. So I feel like that was a missed opportunity, but it's not been bad. Okay. Um, Keith Lee will defend his North American title against Dominic Dijakovic. Keith Lee is the United... What what was that title? The North American champion. North American champion? He beat Roderick Strong a few weeks ago. That's a big boy. And uh, the main event will be Adam Cole versus Tommaso Ciampa for Goldie. Cool. That'll be a fun match. That'll be 10 to 20 minutes too long. So the only other match. Now, that's six matches for an NXT show. Just hopefully Um, it's not a three hour show. The Velveteen Dream made his return. I could see them putting an extra match on there with him against Roderick Strong, since Roderick Strong is supposedly the one that put him out of action. Um, In the parking lot? I think so. Nice. When are they going to install some cameras in the parking lot? NXT seems like they need it. But that's a great trope if that's what they just keep doing. 
It was in the parking lot. We don't control the parking lot. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, it should be a very entertaining show. I look forward to watching it Sunday into Monday. Cool. Uh, the only other item on my agenda is our good buddy Jeremy. Uh, during the draft that kind of burnt you out of drafts, and I don't blame you. Um, I blame draft- Jeremy for uh, for burning up all of my desire to be involved. His his insistence uh, on drafting these masked wrestlers and nobody had any idea who they were really burned me out where I had to keep looking them up and finding out who are these actual people. And I'll tell you right now, because I know what we're about to do. I don't remember who any of these people are. Good. Like, because the Midnight Rider might be Dusty Rhodes, and that's the only one I know. I'm glad, and here's why. I got the, the tournament brackets from Jeremy today, and he was like, I included the names of who they actually are. And I'm like, no. 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 We are going solely by the name of the masked wrestler. This is to determine the greatest masked wrestler name. I don't care who they are. <laughs> Maybe at the end, if I know, because some of them he didn't put on there, and I don't know who some of them are. Maybe we'll go through and reveal who the actual person was. Okay. All, all right. right. So Jeremy made himself a tournament. It was all masked wrestlers. He so the matches, ri- the matchups are already set, and I just have to pick the winners. Yes. I will name the two wrestlers. Okay. You will choose who you believe should win. All right. All right. He did it randomly. So the first match, the opening match, this is some preliminary matches. Uh, the Dark Secret will be taking on the Brown Bomber. Yeah. Uh, they wrestle to a no contest. No one okay. progresses. Okay. Double DQ. <laughs> therefore, therefore, giving... Uh, because Tiger Mask, Tiger Mask had a buy, so now he gets a second buy. Nice. <laughs> and immediately advances. All right. Our next matchup, Rey Mysterio is taking on the Tennessee Stud. <sighs> the Tennessee Stud is pretty good, and Rey Mysterio seems so bland, but only because I'm so familiar with Rey Mysterio. Sure. But Rey Mysterio, like when you really think about the name. Like, is a pretty cool freaking name. Yeah. I'm going to give that it to trans- That would translate to either the Mystery King or the King of Mystery. Yeah, I, right. I think I'm going to go with the, the, the Mystery King for this one. Uh, <clears throat> Doom number one. Okay. We'll be taking on Mr. R. Ooh, there's a mystery there. I like Mr. R. All right, Mr. R. Moving to the other side of... Oh, wait. <clears throat> this bracket's so big. Okay, let's continue. Oh, wow. This one I think I know, but I could be wrong. The Hurricane (laughs) will take on the Masked Canadian. Oh, we're going with the Masked Canadian. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's too good. He could be coming to the ring with maple syrup and hockey sticks, you know, waving the old white and red maple leaf. I mean, that's too good. You can't pass up that. All right. Super Machine. Okay. Taking on Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. Hmm. Charlie Brown doesn't wear a mask, so I'm going to go ahead with Super Machine. Uh, this is as good as I dreamed it could be. All right, we are continuing. Oof, this is a good one. I could see you having some trouble deciding on this. Arachnaman. Mm. Taking on 
Star Blazer. No contest for me. Star Blazer is, again, just too good. That's too good of a name. Okay. Would it make you feel any better if I said Arachnaman had a Spider-Man costume that was just yellow and purple? Instead that of would help. That would help. But Star Blazer. Star Blazer. That's just too cool. All right. The Yellow Dog taking on Doink. Now, I have issue with this. Okay. Technically, Doink's face was painted and he had on, like, the faceless. He had a faaceless mask that held the green hair. You're right. I think he gets disqualified from this match. Yes, I think Yellow Dog advances. Yeah. All right. The Cosmic Cowboy will be taking on Hayabusa. Man, in the future, I would like to see Star Blazer and the Cosmic Cowboy form a tag team. <clears throat> um, so what's that name again? Hayabuka? Hayabusa. Hayabusa. All right. I mean, I think this tournament needs a little bit of international flair. We'll go with Hayabusa. All right. Not that I know who that is. It could be the whitest whitey white in the world under that mask, I suppose. It's not. But... Oh, good. It's, it's not. Good. The Bullet... Taking on Bob Armstrong? Bullet. What? The bullet Bob Armstrong? Correct. Is Taking that really who on, that is? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Taking on Greg. No, that's not his name. His name's not Greg Valentine at all. He is the Blue Knight. You I'll give it to off, the Blue Knight. <laughs> you threw me off by knowing who Bob Armstrong was. <laughs> that's just a all name right. that I've heard. I had no idea he wrestled in a mask, though. Now, I'd like to point out those were only the preliminary matchups. Okay. We now have to go into the full tournament itself. Now, we oh, already God. know that Tiger Mask has advanced because of the no contest between the Dark Secret and the Brown Bomber. Okay. Uh, there is a second Cosmic Cowboy, <gasps> and he is taking on the Phantom. Ooh. Uh, let's see. I think we're going to continue with the trend, and the Cosmic Cowboys are going to be dropping out of this tournament. Phantom advances. The Phantom. Not the Plantum, the Phantom. Uh, the Masked Outlaw. The music of the night. I can see you playing the Phantom. I played the Phantom of the Soap Opera in the eighth grade play. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. The Masked Outlaw taking on Rey Mysterio. I'm going to give it to the Masked Outlaw because he's an unknown quantity. And hey, I'm an unendorsed outlaws, and we outlaws yep, that makes have sense. to stick together. Mr. R taking on assassin number one. So he first took on doom number one. Now he's taking on assassin number one. Mr. R continues to advance. All right. That brings us to, well, this is going to be a tough one for you. Chainsaw Charlie taking on the masked Canadian. Ooh. Yeah, but Chainsaw Charlie's got a chainsaw, so... He does. That goes... That chainsaw breaks hockey stick, so... Fair enough. Uh, Doom number two, taking on Stagger Lee. Ooh, everybody likes an underdog. Doom number two. He's the number two Doom, right? I mean, he's not the Doom number one. He's number two. Nobody expects number two to pull it out. Now, okay... Jeremy claims this is random, but this is the second 
doink versus yellow dog matchup of the tournament because technically there were two of each. So I'm calling there was some play here with the tournament bracket. Not that that's a bad thing, but I'm beginning to doubt the legitimacy of this random tournament. Are we continuing to disqualify doink for not technically being masked? I think so. All right. Yellow dog. Oops. Wait, so now we have two yellow dogs and no cosmic cowboys? Correct. <laughs> nice. Uh, Super Machine taking on, ooh, I like this name, Texas Dirt. <laughs> that just makes me think of Joe Dirt. And oh boy, do I, do I need David Spade advancing in this tournament. So Texas Dirt all the way. All right. Moving on, we have Star Blazer versus Red River Jack. Ooh, Red River Jack. That sounds pretty good. Um, but Star Blazer is Star Blazer. Uh, Red River Jack. Let's give it to the... Uh, uh, he's fresh. He's coming into this fresh. Star Blazer had to already you know, wrestle I, a match. I would just like to let you know, Star Blazer is totally Tim Horner. Oh. Uh, <laughs> the There's Horner line, line goes no line. further. <laughs> um, here's two you might know. The Patriot taking on Big Van Vader, because technically, I guess we'd call that a mask. He did wear a mask in Japan. He had a full mask in Japan. The Patriot, I actually don't know who that is. It's In my head, it's either Hogan or it's Luger, and I don't actually know. Um, it's neither. Oh, really? It was, literally, it was literally a guy who had like a 15-year career just wearing an, a mask with an eagle that was red, white, and blue. That's interesting. Uh, I'll give it to Big Van Vader. Good old Leroy White? Mm-hmm. Leroy? Leon? Yeah. Leon. Leon. Yeah. Sorry. Hold on. La Sombra. Leroy Jenkins. Do you remember Leroy Jenkins? I do. Do you think anybody listening to this show knows what the hell I'm talking about, Leroy Jenkins? Yes, because a lot of the core audience that is part of our bestie chat is of our peer group. In fact, we were just discussing this. There's actually more people older than us than I thought. Yeah. Ryan's older than us. Glenn, obviously. Sorry, Glenn. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was a dick thing to say. I love you, Glenn. Bit.ly slash help a bestie. <laughs> but um, Jeremy. Okay. All right. Next match. La Sombra mm-hmm. versus, I, I might force your hand on this one, Repo Man. Oh, yeah. Repo Man all the way. Sorry, Andrade. <laughs> Repo Man is awesome. Yeah, he is. Uh, Mil Mascaras. Okay. Versus Yellow Dog. A or B? Uh, this would be A. Hmm. It's too confusing having too many Yellow Dogs. Mil Mascaris all the way. Hayabusa versus Giant Machine. Not Super Machine. This is oh, Giant Machine. Giant Machine. Yeah, Giant Machine. Yeah. He's a giant. He is. The Midnight Rider, who may or may not be Dusty Rhodes. We don't know. We don't know. We'll be taking on not Super Machine, not Giant Machine. This is just Big Machine. Machine Machine? Any no, of those? Just, no, sadly not. At least not that I've seen. Just Big Machine. The Midnight Rider versus the Big Machine. Well, we've already got a Giant Machine, and that seems larger than big. So I'm going to give it to the Midnight Rider. All right. And no, wait, but maybe Giant Machine comes out to help little Big Machine. Oh, and he puts Midnight Rider away. Oh, yeah, that totally just happened. Sorry. All right. We're changing it to Big Machine? That's right. Sorry. Sorry. Well, and this sets up in the next round. Giant Machine now has to wrestle Big Machine. Oh, he saved them only to have to. Oh, God. The Battle of the Machines. Uh, James Gang 
which was apparently the name of a mass wrestler, James Gang. Okay. Versus the spoiler. Oh, the spoiler. Everyone hates spoilers. <laughs> and then the final of Need this a good round. Heel. Mr. Wrestling 2 versus The Blue Knight. There's something about Mr. Wrestling 2 that just appeals to me. All right. Back to the next round. Tiger Mask finally having to wrestle against The Phantom. Well, he is fresh, so I guess I'll give it to Tiger Mask. The Masked Outlaw versus Mr. R. Mr. R advances. Oh, Mr. R. This is a problem for me because he didn't say who Mr. R is. And I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's got some mystique. I like it. Uh, Chainsaw Charlie with his chainsaw taking on that underdog, Doom number two. Sorry, Doom two. Hell on Earth was a good game, but Chainsaw Charlie prevails. Have you uh, looked at Doom Eternal? Is that the new one that's coming out? Yeah, I've, uh, I've, I've had eyes on. It looks pretty good. It looks kind of frantic, though. A little more... I don't know. I didn't play the last Doom in 2016, either. It just it seemed like too much in some ways. But sure. I don't know. I've heard it was very good, though. The Yellow Dog taking on Texas Dirt. Texas Dirt. Put that dog to sleep. Oh, that's going to be a good match. Chainsaw Charlie versus Texas Dirt. <laughs> All right. Moving along here. We're narrowing it down. Big Van Vader versus Red River Jack. Oh, man. Uh, just because it's an unknown quantity. I'm going Red River Jack here. The upset. Well, actually, that wouldn't be considered an upset. Uh, Mil Mascaris taking on Repo Man. Mil Mascaris has to advance. Repo Man, you had a good showing, but... Repo, Repo, Repo Man. I love Repo Man. Oh, man. I used to love that laugh he would do. Time for the Battle of the Machines. We've got Big Machine versus Giant Machine. All right, so hear me out on this. Big Machine is a big machine, but Giant Machine is giant-er. So, <laughs> Giant Machine wins. Giant Machine. Mr. Wrestling 2 takes on the spoiler. Why do you think Giant Machine saved him in the last round of the tournament? He must have known that they would have been facing off against each other. Maybe he wanted to put him away himself. He wanted to say, I, actually I think am he the was biggest more, machine. I think he was there was a little bit of fear of the Midnight Rider. And so he actually felt he had a better chance of beating his own partner uh, than beating okay. the Midnight Rider. Were they partners? Oh, yeah, you had Big Machine, Strong Machine, and Giant Machine. Oh, they were a trio. Yeah. Hmm, okay. Okay. I think. I think. <laughs> okay, so what, what's the matchup here? Mr. Wrestling 2 versus The Spoiler. Oh, God, that's too good. Um, Mr. Wrestling 2 advances. Interesting to note about that match. I'm pretty sure both of those wrestlers, actually their entire career, for the most part, was as under the mask. It wasn't like... Some guy who randomly wore the mask for a oh, little okay. bit. Like, those are, like, career mask wrestlers. All right, we're down to... Are we down to eight? The Elite Eight? We are. Uh, Tiger Mask versus Mr. R. Mr. R. Sorry, Tiger Mask. Thanks for coming. But you have a poor showing in this tournament. Mr. R, though, he's going all the way. Uh, he's going all the way. Uh, let's see how that goes. Because in our next match, Chainsaw Charlie versus Texas Dirt. 
I like the name Texas Dirt more. <laughs> Sorry, Chainsaw Charlie. I see that match like just being everywhere. Mm. Just brawling all over the place. Mil Mascaras versus Red River Jack. Red River Jack. And then our final quarterfinal matchup, Mr. Wrestling 2 versus Giant Machine. Mr. Wrestling 2. Oh, oh, Andre, I'm so sorry. (laughs) All right. The body slam heard round the world. Our final four, first matchup, Mr. R versus Texas Dirt. Texas Dirt. I fooled you. I said Mr. R was going all the way. I'm really glad because I looked him up. And Now, granted, I would have told you who it was, and you would have said, I don't know who that is, which would have been <laughs> funny. But uh, So will Texas Dirt be taking on Mr. Wrestling 2, or will he be taking on Red River Jack? Mr. Wrestling 2. Wow. Okay. Red River Jack, by the way, Bruiser Brody. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. Our final, the Doc Manson final of this tournament. Texas Dirt versus Mr. Wrestling 2. He said it couldn't be done, but he's trained his whole life. He's trained his whole life to be Mr. Wrestling 2, and he will prevail in this tournament. Texas Dirt taking a dirt nap. Sorry, Zeb Coulter. (laughs) Oh, so who's Mr. Wrestling 2? Mr. Wrestling 2, we'll, we'll look him up because now you got to learn about this guy. But, uh, but you said that he's just a masked wrestler. Yes, John Francis Walker, born in 1934. <laughs> better known, still alive, by the way. Okay. Uh, better known by the ring name Mr. Wrestling 2. He is best known for his appearances. So is with... he younger than Glenn? Glenn is in his prime. <laughs> uh, he is best known for his appearances. Sorry, Glenn. I can't help it. Rest- with championship wrestling from Florida and Georgia championship wrestling in the 1970s and early 80s. So who was Mr. Wrestling 1? And is there a Mr. Wrestling 3? Well, let's see. He began as Johnny Rubberman Walker, then became the Grappler, and then was Mr. Wrestling 2, introduced originally as the partner of the original Mr. Wrestling. Oh. Also born in the same year. Somewhere in the back of my head, I was hoping that Kurt Henning was Mr. Wrestling, too. Oh, sorry. Nope. Nope. Feuded with Magnum TA in the early 80s. Oh, that's okay. Yep. Uh, Magnum was, was an okay wrestler. Not great, but, you know, decent. Was eh, signed. He kind of sucked. Was signed by Vince McMahon in the WWF, but was more of a jobber. I heard that. <laughs> uh, let's see. And... Uh, his wife was made robes for many of the wrestlers, including Ric Flair. Cool. That's a nice little All right, bit of Mr. trivia. Mr. Wrestling 2. Applause. Props to you, Mr. Wrestling 2. And a nice nice competition. Very good, well-put-together tournament, Jeremy. Thank you for making it for us. Hopefully other people have added their information and their insight. But, yeah, Mr. Wrestling 2, the best masked wrestler of them all. Okay. I guess that brings us to our emails for the week. Podcast. Why am I seeing Spaceballs 2 trending? Are they making a new Spaceballs? Uh, Rick Moranis has returned to the world of acting, so that might be related. Oh, yeah, he, that's uh, it. When Rick Moranis is returning, but it's, oh, he's doing another Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. That is correct. But not another Ghostbusters. He said that he was approached for Ghostbusters, but it didn't interest him. I wish I can get to a point 
in my life where I have enough money to only do the things that interest me. Yeah. I wish I had enough money that somebody came to me and was like, we want you to be in the next Ghostbusters. And I was like, I'll pass. Okay. Well, sorry, emails. You're gonna have to wait for a minute. If you were approached to be in a new Ghostbusters movie, Uh what character would you like to play? I don't care. Like, if they were like, we need you to be pizza guy number three, and you're going to get slimed, you'd be like, yep. Yep. Don't get me wrong, I'd rather be on the team, but getting slimed would be pretty damn cool if I have to be a bit part, like this is a cameo because I'm just Joe Schmo and I'm not actually a good actor. You know, that's okay. Um, I would totally get slimed. I'd love to go through that process, whatever the special effects uh, you know, process would have to be to get See, that I would done. be worried it would just be all CGI, although you still have to, they still have to like moisten you at some point. You'd have to look. That's true. I, I would like to think that after the 2016 Ghostbusters, like whatever movie they're making, wouldn't be more practical effects, I would hope. But yeah. I don't know that for sure. If you could be one, if you could be one of the guys on the team, then which one would you be? Like if you were reprising the role. I would probably be Zedmore. Okay. Winston. Oh, okay. Winston really? Zedmore. I didn't know his last name. How do you not know his last name? I'm not sure that if you had asked me, I know there's Venkman. What's Venkman's first name? Peter. Good job. And there's Egon. What's his last name? Landis. (laughs) Close. Spangler. Okay. And there's Dan Aykroyd. (laughs) What's his name? Ray. Yes, the heart of the Ghostbusters. Ray Stance. Thank you. All right. And what is Uh, Rick Moranis' name in Ghostbusters? I have no idea. I am not as big a Ghostbusters fan as you would like me to be. Lewis Tully. Okay. I don't know Annie Potts' character's name. I don't know uh, Sigourney Weaver's character's name. Sigourney Weaver? You don't know her name? Zool, I think, at one point. Isn't she Zool? There is no Dana, only Zool. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Dana Barrett was her name. Okay. Janine Melnitz is Annie Potts' character. Perhaps at some point we should, I should watch them with you. Maybe. So, while we're eating pho. Yes, now you're talking my language. Podcast at DDTWrestling.com. The first email comes from the bestest of the besties. That would be Glenn, bit.ly slash help a bestie. And the title is, Has Character. Hi, guys. Seeing the Blue Mini appear on ROH recently prompted this question. Excluding The Undertaker, which is a gimme, who would be your five top wrestling characters of all time, thanks as always, Glenn? Now, this is interesting because at one point in one of the chats, we were talking about the lack of – we started with an AEW conversation and just the lack of strongly developed characters in that promotion. What are you talking about? Um, they have a wrestling dentist. They have a wrestling millionaire. They have a wrestling guy in suits. They have a wrestling guy who's a good wrestler. And they've got two 12-year-old wrestlers who are a tag team. And the dinosaur. Yeah, and they've got a wrestling and dinosaur boy. and a jungle boy, and they've got wrestling um, the, the cultists as well. I would say, actually, in terms of characters, they're doing better than the than the E is. But okay, so you have a wrestling dentist. Tell me something else about her besides the fact that she's a wrestling dentist. She uses a mandible claw as her finisher because she's a freaking dentist, and she knows the nerves in your mouth. That's her finisher, man. It's good. I didn't know that. Are you watching AEW or is this? No, that's just what I picked up from those first four episodes I watched. 
They were right. doing a good job of building those characters, I thought. I haven't watched it in a long time, of course, so it could have been all downhill. I did watch something. I watched a little bit of an episode recently where Cody was in the ring, and he was talking about his match with MJF, and he was like talking about how in order to get the match, he had to agree to certain stipulations, and one of those things was 10 lashes. And, yeah. and I was just like, okay. I, I, and I turned it off because I was like, yeah, they're, if they're already going down the path of those sorts of gimmicks, I was like, yeah, I don't need to see wrestling on a pole for they showed, whatever. They showed pictures of his back. That was a big thing they kept tweeting out was because he got his 10 lashes and they I were showing me. I don't care. Did you I see know. Daniel Bryan after that strap match that he had with Bray Wyatt? Like, yeah. I didn't care about that either. I'm sure it hurts like hell, and those guys are men. They're manly men. I, you know, like, I get it. I have respect for that, and they, they love their profession, and they're going to do anything for entertainment, and, like, I get it, but I don't, I don't need it anymore, which is funny because I am a guy who I think I still would appreciate a good, you know, uh, tack spot or something like that, but I just, I don't know. I, I just, it needs to... I don't know. I just it doesn't appeal the way that it broadly used to. That's fair. Yeah, I don't know. All right, Glenn's question: Top five wrestling characters. Uh, of all Repo time. Man, Doink, Dink, um, probably Waylon Mercy, and let's see, one more Mantar. They're all part of what I'm watching right. Well, that's not true. Repo Man's gone. But everybody else, like I watched a Waylon Mercy promo and I was like, like he goes in, he shakes the hand of the referee, he shakes the hand of the opponent. He's like, it's almost Bo Dallas-esque. It's interesting how both Rotunda brothers took pieces of the Waylon Mercy character yeah. and had used it at one point. Um, Mr. McMahon, the Million Dollar Man, Crow Sting was pretty good. I liked the changeover. Um I would say somewhat underrated for many reasons, but Joker Sting in TNA, I also enjoy. I'll eventually get to that. I have to pick back up my Impact stuff. Oh, and uh, Raven. I like Raven. Ooh, Raven's real good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, The next email comes from Danielle one minute before class. Hello. It's one minute before class starts, and I'm waiting on my professor to walk in as we are preparing to discuss the Raven... Composed by Edgar Allan Poe. Look, I understand it's just coincidence, but still, we just said Raven, and then she said the Raven. Once upon a midnight dreary, as I pondered weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, as I knotted nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as if someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. "'Tis some visitor,' I muttered, only that and nothing more. I'll stop. I once memorized the entire Raven to deliver to my English class in like the tenth grade, and I don't know the whole thing anymore. But I know I was it. really hoping that sentence was going to end. I once memorized it for a girl I once fancied. <laughs> no, <laughs> I might have even gotten that very last line wrong. Uh, I'm sure Danielle I, can tell us. I but. would have said once upon a midnight dreary, as I pondered weak and weary, suddenly there came a rapping. I'm like, I skipped that whole middle section. Over many acquainted, curious volume of yes. forgotten lore. Yeah. All right. So she has a question for you. Okay. When your department hosts events and discussions, do they require your attendance or support for contributing to these events? I've always wondered because the Department of English here at OU created a CLS group, Center for Literary Studies, 
and staff are encouraged to contribute, but it's not enforced. Both of my English professors are in class when these events happen, which is how they aren't able to go. And did either of you either attend special lectures and programs that were offered when y'all were studying at school? Yeah, I think that's all I've got. Cheers, Danielle. So what are your what are your requirements? What do you need to go to? What science symposiums do you need to? I have a, I have a weird situation because um, the department I work for isn't actually an academic department. So it is it's really weird. But basically, the way it's set up at this school, I actually don't have really any ties to any of the academic departments that would be hosting these events. So as such, I don't have really any uh, requirements related to those. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, did I attend special lectures or programs? No, I barely attended class. <laughs> I, I went to a few different things. Um, they had um, Henry Lee speak, famous forensic scientist. Oh, yeah. I went to go see him once or twice, I think. Um, and I mean, I regularly had to attend seminars. By, you know, visiting professors and things um, on various scientific topics, certainly throughout my grad studies. But that was more compulsory than anything else. Now that I think about it, there may have been there may have been some sort of event for teachers, but I can't remember who the guest speaker it was an author, actually. But I can't remember who it was, but I remember going. OK, but there I, you go. Our, our next email comes from Mitchell. There's no subject. And it simply says, hey, hey. Our final email comes from Ryan, the ultimate warrior, an email. Dear DCN Doc, I don't have time to write an email this week, so you can pretend this says whatever you want. Love, warrior. What I like about Ryan, besides the fact that he's the funniest Twitter account I think I know, um, he plays Dungeons and Dragons. Cool. And every time he like talks about it, like I think they have a podcast about it, I'm always like, I wish at some point that I had got gotten into Dungeons and Dragons. Like we tried it. We once played or twice. once, but we yeah. had a dungeon master who I'm fairly certain was intent on making our first time miserable so that we would have spent all this time creating characters. I'm pretty sure his intent was to immediately kill all of our characters. So he would say, see, you spent all this time on creating those characters. And it wasn't even, I think he was trying to teach us a lesson in some sort of way. And, yeah, we never played again because we didn't have anybody else who really wanted to do a Dungeon Master or anybody else experienced. And it was a miserable experience that one time we did play. So, Well, and that, I think, is the problem is you need a quality Dungeon master, master and then you wind up just being like, oh, I can play a video game and maybe build a character and do yeah. all of that. Yeah. So you, you mentioned that you had your eyes on um, Doom Eternal. Anything else coming out in early 2020 you're looking forward to? Not offhand. At least not anything I'm willing to talk about that's not part of my piece of positivity. Oh, you made the transition. Look at you. Well, then lay it on us, sir. It is piece of positivity time. Uh, so yesterday they released a DLC for a game that I've been enjoying called Dead Cells. And it's a uh, they've been releasing this game came out well over a year ago. They've been releasing free content the entire time. There was another DLC, which was absolutely free. They added a whole other area and boss to the game, so that was cool. And now they've released this first, this is again, a year later, the first paid piece of DLC they've released for this game, and it's only $5. At this point, like, I am willing to throw $5 at these developers just because of the track record of all the great free content they've made for what is a great game, period. And, like, 
like I said, I was basically just ready to throw more money at these people. So the fact that they're giving me more content for a game I love and enjoy, I've been, I've been playing a lot recently. Um, it's been great. I got back into it a few weeks ago. I haven't played it in quite some time. I was never, I never really got through it when I played it before. Um, it's a roguelike game. If I described this game to you before, like a I think Metroidvania, we talked about it last week. Okay, so it, yeah, you have to go back and start over. But you yeah, get to- and so I beat it once this time through. I uh, beat it the first time, and so then you collect an item when you beat the last boss of the game called a. Um, well, I guess they're just called boss cells, or st- I think this game might call them stem cells, but like online people call them boss cells. Um, and anyway, so you collect this and then you can use it basically as a modifier. And if you activate the boss cell at the very start of your run, um, basically it changes the game. It makes it more difficult and it doesn't just make it more difficult in terms of like health and stuff, but like you go into the, say the first area, which is always the same area, but now there's new enemies that literally were nowhere in the game. The first run through like, and, like, these enemies have new attacks, they're more dangerous, they have different patterns. Um, so really cool to see the brand new content that was hidden until you actually beat the game the first time. And I've been playing it pretty obsessively, and I actually beat it a second time on that harder difficulty. So now I have my second boss cell, and I've been playing through it again. I got to the final boss uh, once so far on the second boss cell now. But and I got his health bar about halfway down, but then I just slipped up and it was just this comedic boom, 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 boom. Health. I went from full health to dead in like four seconds. And I was like, God damn it. And uh, so that was rough. And I then I played like garbage, like the next five runs and just like died in the first or second area. Um, so I haven't even gotten close to the end of the game again in the second uh, boss cells there's five boss cells total i guess at the moment to collect and if they keep adding new stuff new mechanics and things every time like i i can't even imagine how much content is actually there it's pretty cool i'm glad to hear it yeah <clears throat> i'll go with oh, uh, so the new dlc not... is called the bad seed sorry i should have said oh, that but the bad seed and it's uh, some new areas at the beginning of the game which is actually very helpful because you know if, if you're since you're replaying this game um now that there's new areas at the start of the game that you can go to, it's it's nice to have options as you're not just seeing the same areas you've been seeing for the last year. Anyways, sure. that's my piece, Dead Cells. You were saying you're a piece of positivity. Um, yeah, I, I am trying to read some more comics. I kind of fell away from that for a while. Um, I, I want to mention the Mandarin, the Iron Man villain. Like, I don't remember if you watched the Iron Man TV show or the cartoon when we were kids. There was an Iron Man cartoon? Yeah, I think so. Um, I didn't know I always, thought the, I always thought the Mandarin was a cool villain. He's supposed to be this Chinese, I believe, you know, billionaire. And he has ten rings, one for each finger. And each ring has a different power. Um, and Is he, he a giant orange? No. Is he a tiny the, orange? 
Nope, I don't believe there's anything. Or maybe a tie would be on. He wears, he has like long gray hair and he wears a suit. When Iron Man 3 came out and they teased that Ben Kingsley was going to be the Mandarin, like I was really excited. I've never been a huge Iron Man fan, but I love that character. And then they totally butchered it and I hated everything for a while. If it makes you feel any better, that whole third Iron Man movie is pretty bad. <clears throat> it is. It is, it is, it is. But they, like, I remember like almost wanting to just get up and walk out. And Ben Kingsley did a nice job with the role. He's an actor and like, his whole mannerisms change, which were funny. Um, but in the comics that I'm reading right now, the Mandarin, I believe, has died. But the rings all have some sort of self-awareness. And so they go out almost like Green Lantern rings to find new owners. So now there's 10 people or 10 characters each with a Mandarin ring and the Mandarin rings can talk to each other and they can communicate with each other. It was just a very interesting story that I saw. Now, so Tony Stark is now trying to go around and collect all of these rings um, because, you know, now who knows who has them. Cool. So I found it interesting. It was a cool little comic series. I don't think it's over yet, but the website I use, the complete Marvel reading order, I now have an X-Men comic next up if you go chronologically. Have I mentioned the complete Marvel reading order before? No. It's a website that supposedly will give you the entire Marvel comic universe chronologically. So read these three Hulk comics and then jump over here and read these four Iron Man comics. And supposedly you'll then get the entire story in order, which is always something that I'm Yeah, that's very helpful, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That was always a problem I had with comic books was I didn't know where to start. And if I'm yeah. jumping into a story and I don't know exactly what's going on, it's the same problem I have with TV shows. Right, especially when they would Can't do jump- story arcs where it's like, you know, this, you know, like Apocalypse World number one yes. is an is an epi- is a is an issue of X Men, but Apocalypse World part two is now a Daredevil comic, and yes. yeah, you, you don't exactly. know where to go. Yeah, it can be yeah. frustrating. And they used to have like checklists on like the back cover page, but that was never because then you're running around trying to collect them all. In this case, it has them in cool. Cool, so cool, cool. if you get the marvel digital unlimited subscription which is i think like 60 70 bucks for a year so i find it worth it it's a whole lot of fun if you're a comic book fan um i could have also mentioned that you know goldberg's probably going to be the next universal champion we, we could have talked about that who is the universal champion the fiend and i believe goldberg is going to wrestle the fiend in saudi arabia no he's not gonna beat him is he who knows? Who knows? I hope not. I hope not. But then again, you know what? I've decided I am so happy with what they did with Bray Wyatt that if they decide to go in a completely different direction and have Goldberg beat him and then Goldberg loses to Roman Reigns at WrestleMania in the Battle of the Spears, then that's fine. I had my moment in the sun with Bray Wyatt and The Fiend. They did something good with that character. Anyways. Cool. Anything else you'd like to say, Doc Manson, before we head out into that good night? Send us an email, podcast at ddtwrestling.com. Listen to our back catalog at ddtpod.com. Send us some money, patreon.com forward slash ddtwrestling. Also, bit.ly forward slash help a bestie. If you have some uh, extra coinage to send towards Glenn, he could still use it. He could indeed. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Have a wonderful Valentine's Day. Have an excellent President's Day. We'll see you next week. And until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie?